Welcome to episode 55 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host, Jeff, and today we are reading chapter 8 of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. I feel like I'm getting worse at trying to figure out what book we're talking about. I think it's because I'm panicking because I talk about, uh, you know, the prequels, whatever. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you want to contact me, you can head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com. And right there, there's uh, two or three ways to contact me. Um, I know this week uh, my Mastodon provider went down for about two days because they're a bunch of unprofessional shitheads. So eh, what are you going to do? It takes a while. <sighs> there was uh, so that place where I host my email and, um, and Mastodon. This poor bastard bought a pen on their online store. You know, it's supposed to support the system because it's a nonprofit. He never received that fucking pen. I And I'm so irritated just looking at it because there's a thread of like, I don't know how many messages of just no pen. I, it makes me so angry. That, yeah. I know I've talked about SDF before sdf.org don't go there it stinks it stinks and i hope somebody from there listens to this so that they can uh maybe never ask me again to be on their stupid internet radio shows (laughs) anyway yes so uh if you want to buy a copy of one of these terrible prequels because i still still haven't edited this book (laughs) you can head over to jeffreadshisbook.com there's some links there you can get an ebook a paper copy that's going to take probably a week and a half to get here all sorts of things very exciting so um no feedback again this week i think this is a little stressful for everybody so uh nobody's writing into the show i get it whatever it's fine um i did see i think it was this Sunday, this past Sunday in the New York Times, they had like an article on podcasting and how it was popular now and, uh, you know, because of the quarantine. But they didn't ask to speak to me, which was very irritating. I mean, I'm a big name, I think, in podcasting at this point, right? Everybody knows this podcast. <laughs> I'm obviously joking. This podcast has no listeners, but I don't care. It's a good time. It's a good time. If you just wrote in and told me you were listening... That'd make my day. I love it. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, I don't have too much to babble about today. Uh, I'm already drinking, so uh, why don't we just start talking about what we're going to read today, huh? So, today, we are going to be reading Chapter 8 of Homecoming. So, this comes in at a whopping 180 lines. Um, So, uh, if you do recall, they were in a carriage, right, on their way towards, like, where Margot used to live and her family is. So, they're going to make a stop here, you know, and uh, do diplomacy and all that shit. So, we're actually going to get to that step in the book. So, today could be a big... I don't know if we meet Margot's dad. Maybe. Could be exciting. Little conflict. Ooh. Uh, We are going to meet a new character for sure, though. I don't know how big a character he's going to be. I also don't even know his name. Ah, I don't remember what his name is. So, yeah, I'm real bad with this. I don't really know these books that I wrote very well. (laughs) I think this is going to be pretty, pretty stupid, pretty tame chapter, but maybe not as boring as some of the other ones. That's what I'm hoping, because... I don't know. We don't want to be bored right about 
you know, in these troubled times, right? So, yeah. So all I have here is we're going to meet a new character in my notes here. And also exciting destination episode because they're getting out of the carriage. They're somewhere. So we're going to have an away episode. You know what I mean? Very exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty thrilled. So I think I should stop babbling because I am actually not saying anything. And we should just dive in to chapter eight. So, for today's episode, I am drinking the only whiskey I have in the house. We got a little bit of some uh, Jim Beam uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey on the rocks, which I think makes this our first duplicate, unless I did Wild Turkey twice. Well, I might have. Ah, who cares? Mm. Mm. So, I had one ice cube in it. It's almost gone. Very tasty bourbon. I love Jim Beam on ice. Very good. Mm. Mm. I might need a refill during this episode, but for now, we can just start on our reading. Okay. Margot could see the landscape change as the carriage continued along the main road into the northern regions. The ground became rockier and hillier. Is hillier a word? <laughs> the ground became rockier and hillier <laughs> compared with the flat lands surrounding Oliath. Oliath? I don't know. She knew that another few hours north would bring mountains into view, but they'd be stopping prior to that. While they weren't far from her family's lands further north, they wouldn't be traveling that far on this trip. The trio were to meet with the northern lords in the small city of Grisfold, where Lord Zinth resided. Ooh, another name. <laughs> I meant of a city, of a city. That's exciting, Grisfold. All right, I like that. The main road, known generally as the Kingsway in the north, and I kind of feel like every book has a road named after a king. What's the name of the road in... Um, uh, uh, I was going to say Lord of the Rings. Totally not what I was thinking of, although eh, they might have a road named this too. I was more thinking of um, um, Game of Thrones. What's the name of that road? I feel like it's probably the King's Way. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right. I like how I'm saying I took a name, but I'm just implying everybody uses that same name, and it might only just be me and someone else. I don't know. I... I <laughs> Let, let me put it this way. I certainly didn't steal it. <laughs> I don't think this is a particularly good name for a road. <laughs> okay. Uh, the main road, known generally as the Kingsway in the north, followed a narrow river that cut through the old hills that once must have been proud mountains. That's called erosion, kids. The Kingsway was becoming more crowded now as they approached the city, Mostly just empty carts returning to outlying farms, having delivered or sold earlier that day whatever they produced or transported into the city. As they rounded the final bend, the cluster of hills finally yielded to an enormous... I like how final's in this sentence twice so far. The cluster of hills finally yielded to an enormous valley in which the city of Grisfold was nestled. Enormous, huh? <laughs> I feel like there couldn't there have been like a better description of this valley. Eh. Margot knew the city, having visited on occasion in her youth. 
while tiny compared to Eliath, Oliath, it was sizable relative to other northern towns and villages. Its defining feature was a large decorative castle with far too many spires and towers to be useful. Anyone could see that it was never designed to be defensible, it was merely a show of wealth. The Lord Zinth and his family lived in the ridiculous storybook castle, acting as de facto rulers of the small city. Margot remembered him as a quick-tempered man, although she hoped that perhaps his now-advanced age may have somewhat quelled that temper. She vaguely remembered his having a son, Leopold or Leonard, who was her age. Yeah, it's her thinking, like her Leopold or Leonard, yeah. He had been an obnoxious boy if her memory was correct. The more she thought about it, she started to wonder if that was who her mother told her she might have to marry. Ugh, wow, arranged marriages. Okay, Margot shuddered just thinking about it. Cold, Henry asked. What? Oh, no, sorry, she responded. Just trapped in my head. Have you been to Grisfold before? Ted asked. Remember, Ted's with him in the... <laughs> it's been years, but yes, Margot responded. The carriage was finally entering the city proper, and Henry stared out the window, now oblivious to the conversation. Oh, I have not, Ted said. Is there anything I should know? Lord Zinth has a terrible temper, she said. Ted's eyes widened momentarily. Momentarily. You've met Lord Zinth? Oh, God, they keep saying Lord Zinth. Can't they go by his first name? What, what is it going to be? Well, I wrote the book, so probably like Bill. <laughs> sure, my family would visit regularly. I think I was supposed to marry his son, but I can't remember. That statement got Henry's attention. What? You were going to be part of an arranged marriage? No, it would be more like a formal, highly promoted courtship. It was unlikely, though, my being the third child of another lord. They probably would have wanted an eldest, in quotes. Hmm. Ted looked thoughtful and nodded. Henry stared at her silently with a confused face. After an awkward wait, he asked, Are you considered a lady? <laughs> That's quotes, too. Lady? Capital lady, yes. No, I am not, she insisted. But you're the daughter of a lord, right? Henry pressed. Ted nodded in agreement. No, I want nothing to do with my family, she said, now starting to get angry. Why did you keep the name, then? Henry asked. Because it's my name, damn it, so just drop it, she yelled. I'm not going to yell. The lovely Laura's upstairs bettering herself by studying to, you know be better. <laughs> she's getting a professional certification because she's she's fancier than me. So, all right. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, okay. Sorry, sorry, Henry said, putting his hands up. Looking out the window, Margot could see the castle approaching as the carriage turned down another street. The houses and buildings looked much the same as she remembered. Sorry, hard to read. Near the castle, the homes clustered closer than ever, and some businesses and trading houses were interspersed with opulent, multi-story homes. Ooh, like a fancy part of New York City. She could see that they had passed under an arch, and the carriage began turning onto a wide circle. 
When they finally stopped, she could see they were parked in front of the castle. A man about her age stood at the door in a blue cape and formal attire with a cane that was obviously for pure decoration. Ooh, a cane. <laughs> his face and long brown hair were familiar. What was his name? She mumbled quietly, frustrated at her lack of recall. Drinking break! Mmm. Mm. Mm. Sorry, that was a long one. I had to take two sips. I didn't take any um, fake drinking breaks during that, did I? I think I might have been wrong on this line count. We might be going for a while here. <laughs> All right. Uh, blup, blup, blup. Um, I find this odd that I don't remember his name either, which is kind of funny. Okay. Attendants rushed to the carriage once they had fully stopped and a blue-suited man pulled their, pulled open their door. Ugh. The brisk air rushed into the carriage, and Henry... Uh, Henry... Okay, okay, let's, let's start again. <clears throat> Attendants rushed to the carriage once they had fully stopped, and a blue-suited man pulled open their door. The brisk air rushed into the carriage, and Henry instantly regretted not carrying a cloak inside the carriage with him, because he's a big pansy. Margot rose and stepped out the door first, her hand taken by an attendant in a highly formal gesture. Henry waved Ted out next, and Henry finally emerged himself without any assistance. Carriage door was shut behind them, and it began rolling away. A man with an ominous countenance and what Henry thought was a very Dracula-esque cape walked down the three steps from the castle's doors and met them on the paving stones. It has been too many years, dear Margot, he said as he approached. Henry looked at Margot, who responded with a cold expression. It has indeed been a long time. Henry noticed that she still hadn't remembered his name. The man stopped in front of her and kissed her cheek lightly. Margot paged down and managed a smile, though Henry could see it was forced, and she simply nodded. Looking at Henry and Ted, he said, Welcome to Grisfold. I am Leonid Zinth, son of his lordship. I have been instructed to see you in and see to your comfort. Ah, yes, Leonid, Margot managed. I have with me Tedward Ingleward, the chief representative of King Stephen. A pleasure, good sir, Ted, who's not capitalized, said with a nod. <laughs> Leonid reciprocated. Ooh, big word. It's a lot of letters to be typing when you're in a freaking uh, deadline, you know what I mean? And Henry McCallum, another advisor to the king, she finished. Hello, Henry said with a wa and waved. Ah, yes, Leonid said with a slight sneer. Please follow me. Your luggage will be handled by the servants. He quickly turned and headed up the steps. Not the most friendly, Henry whispered to Margot. Behave, she warned quietly. None of us are welcome, I'm guessing. Why? I didn't do anything. He was a magistrate, she whispered. He was a magistrate, she whispered. Ah, got it. That's exciting, right? If you've listened to the podcast before, you know magistrates are, quote, bad guys. <laughs> the trio continued up the steps and into the castle. Did I already read that? I don't know. It doesn't matter. 
Henry found the interior of the castle to be the same as the outside. Ridiculous. The round foyer was all polished white stone. And, wow, I didn't go with marble. I think I went with that with the King's Palace. I was very descriptive. Hmm, okay. Maybe this is more of a limestone? Can you build, like, a castle out of limestone? Seems like no. Wouldn't it get Water would leak, wouldn't it? Eh, I don't know. Probably get moldy, too. All right. Uh, all right. The round foyer was all polished white stone. And the furniture was all dark wood. And gold ornaments accented everything. Across from the door was the storybook split staircase coming down into the foyer. He quietly laughed inside, earning a sharp pinch on his arm from Margot. Leonid said coldly inside the foyer, Father has ordered a suite readied for the Lady Margot and Mr. Ingleward on account of their status. Mr. McCallum, we have lodgings with the servants. He'll be staying with me, Margot interrupted sternly. Henry watched a staring contest proceed between the acquaintances. Finally, Leonid ended it. Very well, my lady. The magician shall stay with you. I must remind you, though, that your father will be arriving in the morning, and he may not think such arrangements prudent. I have no interest in what my father thinks, she snapped. Please, show us to our rooms at once. Leonid smirked. Of course, my lady. Turning to an attendant, he commanded, show our guests to the rooms. Wow, he promised he was going to show them to their rooms, and now he's just going to bail? Whatever. Uh, boop, 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 boop. The lady will be staying in the North Lookout, and Mr. Ingleward is to be given the Diamond Sky Room. Yes, sir. If you would all follow me, said what Henry assumed was a butler. Oh, this is so boring. Okay. Don't you like all the... Uh, why would I spend so much time on this? <laughs> the Diamond Sky Room. Sounds like... Uh, like a room at the Playboy Mansion where you do to where you go to do cocaine, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not good. All right. By the time they reached their rooms, Henry was starting to breathe hard from the countless staircases they had climbed. He guessed it was eight, but some seemed longer than others. The castle, as he expected, was completely modern by magical standards on the interior. Where most would expect rough gray walls everywhere, this castle was more like a manor home on the interior, which he expected. Oh, my God. De oh, Jesus. D okay. Interior and expected. He expected appears in two sentences in a row. <laughs> oh, such bad writing. Okay. Okay. See, it's not just the story, people. It's also, or the grammar, it's the actual writing. Like, I do not have a command of the English language that is acceptable if you're going to write a book. <laughs> he was pleased to find the two rooms at the end of the hall of a hallway together, comma, where it should be a period. Oh! One door had a small oval featuring the king's seal hanging on the door. Ugh, okay. And he assumed the room was prepared for Ted. When the servant pointed at the second room, though, there was an oval featuring a picture of a dark purple rose on it. What's the rose? Before Henry could finish, Margot had torn the oval from the door and turned to the servant. What the hell is this nonsense, she yelled. Who had this placed here? The servant, visibly shaken, managed to squeak out. 
I apologize, my lady. The Lord, he, he said to hang this here. I am here on behalf of the king. Henry put a hand on Margot's back and said, Okay, I'm sure it was a mistake. This was no mistake, Margot yelled. Okay, well, I don't think this gentleman was the one who is responsible for choosing the proper room designations, Henry calmly said. Margot breathed in deeply and exhaled. I apologize. Would you see if I might be able to get the king's seal on the door? Y yes, my lady, of course, the servant said and scurried away. Henry assumed he was just happy to be away from them. Ted awkwardly said, Think I'm going to retire for the evening right now, because Margot made everything uncomfortable. <laughs> Henry smiled and said, Okay, just come over and knock if you need anything. Ted turned and disappeared into his room. Oh, I am so mad, Margot said quietly. Yeah, I noticed. It's just games, you know. Just a subtle reminder that I'm a traitor to my family. These little jabs are going to continue the whole time we are here. Probably, but who cares? Listen, let's see if there's any booze in our room and relax. If you're still mad, you can throw some priceless works of art out the window because I'm pretty sure we're 100 feet in the air based on all those stairs. Margot reached for the doorknob and said, I like that plan. Wow, well, we're still going here. <laughs> the bedroom they had been offered was quite ornate and enormous, fit for a lady. The room's outer walls curved, suggesting they were indeed in one of the spires. An enormous bed, Henry guessed at least the size of a king, sat up against one wall covered in pillows. Well, it, it, the sat up makes it sound like it's like propped up. What are those beds that you have to fold down? That's always classy, right? <laughs> uh, a sitting area occupied the center of the room. A single door led away into what Henry assumed was a bathroom. Most important, though, was the buffet stocked with fruits, pastries, and bottles of what Henry assumed was wine. He walked briskly to the bottles and poured two glasses of white wine for Margot and himself. Handing her a glass, he said, these Zinth people seem like real assholes. I th Wow, how did he even... Uh, just because he's probably jealous that Margot might have married him. And the guy was a little Dracula-ish, but it's kind of being a dick. <laughs> all right. I think all the Northern Lords are to some degree. So this Leonid was a magistrate? Is he a magician? Should I be concerned? No, Margot replied. The whole family was alchemists, if I'm remembering correctly. I think that's how they got so rich. And you were supposed to marry him, Henry asked, smiling. For crying out loud, I was like ten when my mother said that. And it was a passing remark. Although, she trailed off. Although what? She probably really, probably would have really pushed for that. These people are filthy rich, she exclaimed, picking up a vase. Well, let's try to drink all their wine in that case. Test their resources, he suggested. Ha <laughs> ha! And that ends Chapter 8! So what did everybody think of that chapter, huh? I mean, I guess some things happened. It seemed like a lot of pomp and circumstance to effectively, quote, check into a hotel. You know what I mean? 
it was taking a while, but nothing too exciting happened. We got a little Margot past, you know what I mean? A little bit. I guess we didn't meet her dad this uh, episode. I think that'll be next next chapter, maybe? I don't know. I'm not going to look, because who cares? But we're getting there. We're getting there. So Leonid, right? That was his name. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty exciting, right? He's a new Dracula-looking son of a bitch who's going to... Who's going to be a character? So, I, he, all right, spoiler alert. He is a named character who will appear in the book further on. All right? All right. Just to, you know, make that clear. All right. But, uh, yeah, that was yeah, not too much happened. I mean, I don't know. I don't like the uh, kiss when they arrive. You know, like he's, you know, doing the cheek kisses. Ugh. I think, uh, I don't know. I basically, at this point, only kiss my wife. <laughs> Which I guess makes sense. But I don't see, like, my family enough to do that. So what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. I I've never understood that, like, uh, level of uh, greeting. But what do I know? I'm not a man of the world. So <laughs> I'm an introverted guy who stays at home in the Midwest. <laughs> All right. So, wait, wait, yeah. It was, um, it was all right. I kind of like the concept of, like, that storybook castle. You know, obviously I'm thinking of, like, Disney castles. Uh, and, you know, they're based on some whatever castle in Germany. Who gives a shit? Don't write in and tell me which one it is, because I don't care. But, you know, I'm thinking all those, like, real narrow spires that are just effectively useless. And, uh, what do you think? We got an alchemist, huh? They're, they're alchemists. So, uh, I guess that's exciting. I'm really trying to make something out of nothing. There's nothing going on here. What are you going to do? Ah, yeah. Well, all right. I'm just going to start doing discussion questions because I think I'm pretty done with this episode. <laughs> you know, not too much happened this week, so I feel like I don't have too much to talk about or bitch about. Uh, I mean, other than my, my coffee machine's been being a piece of garbage lately, so I'm looking to buy another coffee machine. And little did I know, you can actually get, like, a bun coffee machine. Pretty cheap, actually. So I might order one of those today. Yeah, and we'll see if it actually arrives ever. I don't know. I I don't want to get it from Amazon. I think Jeff Bezos is rich enough, probably from all that sweet, sweet dough he's making off this book. Am I right, people? Yeah. Okay. So, let's do some discussion questions. All right. Question one. So, it is a storybook castle that they pulled up to. So, my question is, what scale are those, like, Disney castles, right? I mean, they're totally not full scale. I haven't been to a Disney park since high school. I think I went in high school. And I do remember being a little, like, ah, they're kind of tiny, you know? He didn't build an actual castle. Fucking cheap-ass Walt, right? He should have. That would have been neater, but he didn't, so here we are. But, um, yeah, what scale are those? Are they, how, but, like, how big would they have to be to be an actual castle? I guess, though, they'd have to be enormous, right? Because those spires are, like, the size of a telephone pole. So, to make them, like, something useful, whoo, that'd be big. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, this one is all white and silly looking, too. So, obviously, I'm just basing it on Disney. So, what scale are those? I really have no idea. And I know it's easy to find out. And I'm not going to look because I don't care. All right. Question two. All right. So, Margot couldn't remember Leonid's name, right? Always funny. Forgetting a name. Great stuff, right? So, <laughs> that's just a beautiful plot point, isn't it? So, what's your strategy when you don't remember a name? When you can't think of someone's name, what, what do you do? Well, how do you do this? 
I mean, so I know lots of people do buddy and champ, you know, that kind of shit. I, uh, I revert to just no name, right? So I'm like, oh, hey, how you been? You know, but no, hey, Jerry, how you been? You know, it's just, hey, how you been? That kind of stuff. But it, I'm real bad about it. And then, so it, the, the awkward point is when you have to tell them something or get their attention and you'd have to be like, hey, Jerry. So that's kind of like where I just bail on getting their attention. I'm like, I, I don't know what their name is. So I don't say anything, right? Seems like a pretty lame strategy. <laughs> so I just shut down, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I've been much better with names lately, but I don't know. It always makes me nervous that I'm going to get a name slightly wrong. So, <laughs> all right, all right. Question three. So when they get out of the carriage, Henry's bitching that he doesn't have a cloak because he has to walk a solid 20 feet to a freaking door because he's whiny, right? Ugh, I, that was irritating. All right. So it's clearly cold out, right? And then they go upstairs to the tower that they're going to be sleeping together with. I'm not even going to say implied sex, although they're going to be drinking. So maybe, maybe. Um, But all right. I don't think that implies sex necessarily, but good chance of it, right? It's raising the probability. (laughs) If they're going to try to freaking kill off a couple bottles of wine tonight. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, where where was I going with that? Oh, 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 so they went up there and Henry poured them glasses of white wine and it's cold out. So uh, my question is, white wine on a cold day, really? Is that like a faux pas? That's the question, that's everything. I'm not sure, like I feel like white wine is supposed to be a summer thing, but some people don't like red wine, so they just drink it all the time? I have no knowledge of this. So I live with a red wine drinker who drinks red wine in the middle of summer. It can be 93 out. She's like, I'm going to pour myself a nice cab salve. And, you know, it's not refrigerated. It doesn't have ice in it. It's going to be, it's a little heavy, I think, if you've been sweating all day. But I, I, I tend to agree with her. I do like red wines. But I like white wines a lot more than her. But I don't drink them in the winter. You know, that's like weird, I feel like. Is that weird? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know any wine etiquette. I I know some things about wine, but not much. Yeah, yeah. So those are our three discussion questions. If you have an answer to any of them, why not write into the show? Go to jeffreadsbook.com and right there you can find my email address. It's jba at sdf.org. Or you can reach me on Mastodon at jba at mastodon.com. .sdf.org, or on Twitter, like a normal person, at Fortran Jeff. Very exciting. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. I kind of like, I was kind of trying to reach for things to talk about. So I, what, I talked about a coffee maker for like two seconds. That must have been enthralling, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. Just nothing's going on. You know what I mean? We're, I'm, I'm at home, basically full time. Uh, you know, the big event this week is I'm going to go to the uh, store to get cat litter. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's pretty exciting. But, you know, a lot of us don't have anything to do. I'm fine at home. I'm doing... I work from home, so there's nothing abnormal about this. But, you know, what? it kills our ability to go out to dinner. So, kind of a bummer. But in the meantime, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts. This one included, because it's so good. Am I right, people? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, oh, you know what? You should write in uh, and tell me, aside from 
you know, your submissions for the goddamn wine and beer club that nobody sent in, which is really, really freaking disappointing. Come on, people. Give me some wine suggestions. I can still get booze. I love that liquor stores are considered essential. Because, I mean, I'm not disagreeing. I just like that they are. <laughs> but, yeah, give me some ideas for what I should be drinking, you know? Maybe I'll get a nice bourbon. I shouldn't get a nice bourbon because I'm going to kill it in a week because I can't go to the liquor store like twice a week. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So I can't afford to have like an expensive one on hand and then like two. Ah, you know what I'm saying. It looks weird when you leave with three bottles of whiskey. That's about it. Although I'm going to leave with two tomorrow probably. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So write in with some drinking suggestions or any other podcasts you're listening to, you know, like your second and third favorite, you know, aside from this one. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, let me see. I mean, I guess that about wraps it up for today. Pretty short episode, considering this chapter was actually longer than a lot of the ones we've read recently. I'm, I, I was babbling a lot more back then, I guess. Eh? I just wanted to stretch it out. But today I have I feel like I have nothing of substance to say. That makes it sound like I have something of substance to say. Ever. Which I don't. So what are you going to do? Yeah. All right. So uh, everybody, hope everybody's doing good. You're staying safe, staying healthy. You know what? Don't stop walking. Don't stop doing your workouts. You know, stay healthy. Eat some good foods. Plenty of good food to go around. Oh, yes. And until next time, keep on reading. (laughs) 